body. I may have to tone it down today, guys. I, I may have to tone it down today just because I've been a little bit. How's it going? Everybody. Okay. Seriously, enough is enough. I'm literally going to get kicked out of my. How? here welcome to the san diego padres post game show you dorvish nate dog nate the man joining the hogwatch membership curtis k33 joining the hogwatch membership and dylan bellino joining the hogwatch membership welcome to all my new viewers there's nate with the why not us is in the mother effing chat how's it going youtube Members, let's get some W's for our new members today, and let's show off some of those new emojis with the U, Darvish. And one question, everybody. First place, is that you? The San Diego Padres defeat the Chicago Cubs 4-1, and they now find themselves in a tie for a share of the National League West lead with 62 games through the baseball season, a perfectly even 100 to go. The Padres find themselves at 38-24. and 24. Darvish was magical today. Eight innings, just allowed the one home run, was absolutely magnificent today for the San Diego Padres. And listen, the offense wasn't fantastic. It was another 10-hit outing, and... They were able to get Jake from Rake Farm going. So I'll do it one more time, everybody. I'll say something one more time. How's it going? Everybody. We have so much to discuss in today's post-game show. We're going to hear from Padres interim skipper Ryan Flaherty. We're going to talk about the fantastic swinging Padres today for these beautiful San Diego Padres. We have to talk about Jake from Rake Farm's amazing performance. I also missed a dono. I have to find it. Curtis K33 with the $5 super sticker. Everybody give some W's for Curtis in that mother effing chat. I'm feeling so amped, everybody. There's everybody starting to use the how is it going emojis. I know I was waiting for him. I was waiting for him, and now we're finally seeing him again. Join the Padres Hogwatch YouTube membership by hitting the join button next to subscribe. First place in the division. And in addition to that, we got to break down this game. It's going to be a long stream tonight. Padres fans, we're going to talk so much about Darvish's special performance. We're going to talk about Eric Hosmer with the big hit. But can we get some wind bells in the chat, please, Friar Faithful? Because the Padres win. Let's get some wind bells in the chat. <laughs> It feels nice. It feels nice today, my fellow Friar fans. So much to discuss. George, David, Dylan, Nate, BQ, 01, Mad Cat, Ashley, Alex, Ross, Greasy, William, Brett. How is it going, everybody? Let's get a quick roll call, see where everybody's tuning in from on this. Say it with me. Fine. 
Monday evening. Listen, this game was supposed to start at 5 p.m. San Diego time, Pacific time. It got pushed about 6.30 Central time. There were tornado scares. There were weather scares. That actually made it kind of work out. We were able to watch the NBA Finals game and watch the Padres at the same time. It's a hell of a big-time victory. Mike from Sacramento, Greens all day from Poway, Owen from San Diego, David from Lemon Grove, Los Angeles, Ottawa, Imperial Beach, Chula Vista, San Diego. This fine Monday night. Again, the Padres had 10 hits today. Didn't also show for it from the run standpoint, but we need to talk about you, Darvish, who was absolutely sensational today for the San Diego Padres. I mean, one of his best outings of the year. They pushed him deep into this baseball game. 107 pitches he went today for the San Diego Padres. He's lowered that ERA from a 3.35, and I want to talk about it, everybody. I want to talk about you, Darvish, for the San Diego Padres today and why he was so special we continuously talk and say, you know what, Darvish has that ERA, it's a bit high, whatever. And all he's been doing, chat, all he's been doing is just lowering that ERA. Just lowering that ERA. Ever since his really, really tough start in San Francisco, I'll say it again. All he's been doing is lowering that ERA. And we've seen, so let's get some U Darvishes in the chat, everybody. We have the new U Darvish emoji debuting tonight. Let's get some yous in the chat. And Sky brings up a great point too. You take away that San Francisco Giants start and you Darvish, okay? And you Darvish has an ERA of sub two. Has an ERA of sub two in the stream and on the season. Now we take a look at the San Diego Padres lineup. Besides Jose Zocar and Luke Voigt, Every single San Diego Padre had a hit today. We're going to get into our top hogs. We're going to get into our hog washes of the night. Again, and welcome, guys, and thank you so much for chiming in on the San Diego Padres Hogwatch postgame show. I'm your host, Borna, a.k.a. Hog, welcoming everybody into the live stream. The Road Warriors San Diego Padres now find themselves at 21-11 and 11 on the road this year, and they have their record improved to 38 wins and 24 losses without their best player in baseball and by far the best player on the team and Fernando Tatis Jr. I cannot wait to get into this top hogs, hog washes of the night. It felt like one of those frustrating games at first Padres fans where they got that early run from Jake from Rake Farm but besides that there wasn't much doing for the San Diego Padres there wasn't much going for the San Diego Padres without further ado let's talk about some of the offense tonight I got to start with one man and one man only from the offensive side of the baseball what's she wearing honey say it with me everybody Say it with me, everybody. I want to feel all of y'all behind your screens saying this with me. What was she wearing, honey? Khakis. Hello, this is Jake from Rake Farm. Can I please have your claim number, please? Yeah, that will be three for four today. Another RBI. Seeing that batting average move up to 230. And they call me Jake from Rake Farm. Really, really big-time production they're finally getting from Jake Cronenworth. And I'm going to be the first one to tell you that I was the one giving him slander all year long because rightfully he deserved it. The quality of his at-bats more, seeing pitches more. And the biggest thing for me with Jake from Rake Farm, let's get some Jakes in the mother effing chat, is that he's trying to hit the ball to all areas of the field. Let's get some W's, all my members, for Wesley Larks for joining the Hogwatch YouTube membership. Let's get some Why Not Uses for Wesley. Welcome to the San Diego Padres Hogwatch YouTube membership. Jake Cronenworth 
forth. I'm not going to do any spoilers, but had some really, really nice at-bats today for the San Diego Padres. And it's important that we give this guy credit where credit was due because he deserves all of it in the world. He was going through a big mental rut. He was not playing well at all, but he was able to find ways to finally start producing for this baseball team. And he's starting to do it off left-handed pitching too. So it's great to see Jake Cronenworth hitting the ball the other way. That is absolutely vital for the success of the San Diego Padres. He got it going and in the, an RBI. the third with an RBI double with two outs, and it's the two-out knocks from Jake from Rake Farm. So, honey, what the hell was she wearing? Khakis. First place. Is that you? Is that you? And here's something that I want to talk about, Jake Cornworth. Guys, you didn't tell me I got a little, little food here. But here's something that we need to talk about with Jake Cornworth. He's mentally strong. He's mentally composed. We only saw it once or twice, chat, where Jake Cronenworth was mentally frazzled with his lack of production this year. But besides that, he's been locked in even when he was hitting 200, even when he was hitting 190. You rarely saw some frustrations. Drew down with the $20 holla says, big win, let's effing go drew you're getting me in with the regular 20 dollar holla let's get some w's for drew down and can we get some padres win bells for drew's down constant 20 dollar hollas drew this was a big win tonight padres fans how much longer can this starting pitching continue to carry this baseball team one thing is this and one thing's first off and foremost it was great to see the offense chime in late there we have to talk about eric hosmer's big time and i'll say it again Big time, two RBI double. The Padres were up 2-1 after they were able to get a little bit of insurance in the eighth, but Hosmer really put the insurance on rest when we saw this big time play from Eric Hosmer right here in the eighth inning, man. We'll show one more time. Playing a numbers game. Hosmer lines it into right center field. That'll get a couple of runs home, and that'll be extra bases as a it goes on. Huge gapper for Eric Hosmer to really seal the deal on tonight's win. Drew, thank you so much for the big time $520 holla and BQ with the $1 super sticker, a great mod of mine. How's it going, everybody? We're going to hear from Padres interim skipper Ryan Flaherty. Thank you, BQ, for your donation. Listen, everybody, it's really crazy right now. No Bowmel, no Morahone, no Clevenger, no Ryan Christensen. You have Ryan Flaherty acting as your interim manager. But I have a question. Why is Mike Schilt coming to the bench when the dude literally just won 90-plus games for the St. Louis Cardinals last year? Shouldn't Mike Schilt be the one acting as the as the acting manager for the San Diego Padres? It makes not a lot of sense to me that they're going with Ryan Flaherty acting as that you know counterpart. Nevertheless, we will absolutely take it, everybody. Welcome to the San Diego Padres Hogwatch postgame show. We got 220 of y'all in here. We only have 60 people hitting the like button. Let's smash the like button for Hogster. And if you're new to the channel, we are three subscribers away from hitting 4,200 subscribers. So go ahead and subscribe to the channel if you're new. Another thing, everybody, follow me on Instagram at the Hogwatch. You may want to ask why. First of all, just follow me on Instagram. We'll let you know when we go live after every game. We'll start giving you some more IG reels. I know people have been liking those. But another big thing, today is the last day, chat, for you to get 
your chance to win an Abil Krizmat jersey. There's been over 100 people who've entered the giveaway, but it was our 4,000 subscriber giveaway. An Abil Krizmat Padres white home custom jersey. All you need to do, it doesn't cost a dime to enter. Follow, retweet, like this tweet, which is on my Twitter at the Hogwatch. Follow me on Instagram, which I just showed you, and just subscribe to the channel. That's about it. We're going to catch up to chat when we quickly finish recapping this game for the San Diego Padres. But after Jan Gomes homered in the second, Cronenworth singled in the left that scored Jerickson Profar. Machado had a big time single to right field, and that was Manny Machado's 1,499th hit for the San Diego Padres. And last but not least, Eric Hosmer with that massive double to deep right field. And that's all she wrote, everybody. A wire to wire besides that first home run for the San Diego Padres. They get it done. It's a great, great, great day. Now, shall we get started, chat? Shall we complete our top hogs and hog washes of the day? Because we're due. It's time that we do that. It's time that we talk about specific San Diego Padres who were impacts for the team. And I cannot wait to do so because we have some interesting names today. Ones maybe where you not agree with. Let's start with the hogwash. Let's start with the hogwash. Now, when you look at this lineup on a surface, you may be like, hog, it's got to be one of those Padres with zero hits. It's got to be Voight, right? It, it's got to be a Zokar. Nah. It's ha Sun Kim. He is really, really struggling at the plate right now. Let's get some hogwashes in the chat. Let's get some sad hogwashes in the chat. ha Sun Kim right now. Eric, thank you for subscribing to the channel. Here's something that I need you all to understand about ha Sun Kim. Listen... I am not a technical baseball aficionado when it comes to technique. One thing I'll tell you is this, though. You can say, you can say that Ha Sung Kim, he literally tries to play Fruit Ninja and hit that shit like a samurai. His hands are so delayed. He literally does a full warp 180 when he tries to swing the ball, and he's literally playing for launch angle, chat. He's literally playing for launch angle. The dude's not trying to hit the ball the other way. His swing takes way too long to develop, which is why he's always late, which is why he can never catch up to even 93, and it's really, really, really frustrating. It's frustrating right now. It's literally like the dude playing Fruit Ninja. It's literally like the dude playing Fruit Ninja all the time. And that compounded with the fact that he hasn't hit for power in over a month. The defense has been great, but it has been as great as last year. Ha Sung Kim is your hogwash of the night. W Wardies, welcome to the chat. Wardy, how you doing, my man? Let's go Mets, baby. How's it going? Yo, chat, let's, let, let's show Wardy some love and get some how's it going members in the chat. Welcome to the stream, buddy. So that, that's my consensus with ha Sung Kim. And, and it's getting frustrating now because he's starting to really, and I'll say it again, really become a liability at the plate. A huge liability at the plate. Now, yeah, man, he's literally, this is how ha Sung Kim swings. Chat, we'll, we'll do a breakdown video of ha Sung Kim swings. It's literally like I got the big knife and I got the watermelon, the, 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 the kiwi, the straw. Like, no, it's not good. Now, for your top hog of the night, chat, we all know the first top hog. 
What the fuck was she wearing? What was she wearing, chat? Khakis. Three for four today from Jake from Rake Farm. Big night for him. He's really starting to hit the ball to the opposite side of the field, really taking pitches, grinding out at-bats, driving up pitch count. You absolutely love to see it from Jake from Rake Farm. And of course, the other top hog was just no other than you, Darvish, today. First place, is that you? Everyone's talking about this Dodger super team, but those kind of small under-the-radar guys from San Diego are now tied for first place in the NL West. You Darvish today, eight innings pitched, five hits, one run, run, seven strikeouts, and he is an absolute horse for the San Diego Potters. 107 pitches today for the Swing and Friars of San Diego. We take a look at our updated top hog hogwash tally board here as we hit game 62 of the not-so-young season anymore. You Darvish is now getting some separation to have sole second place in the top hog hogwash tally board. So again, if you guys are new to the channel, I hope you subscribe. Turn on those postponed notifications so you know when Hawks is going live. What this tally board is, is we have a grading system of every single Padre after every single game. So we're going to give you the best Padres after every game and the worst Padre or Padres after every single game. The award for the best Padre goes to the top hog and the worst goes to the hogwash. You Darvish is tied for second with Jerkson Profar with eight top hogs awards of the year by the way adam gross an awesome mod in the chat we've all been wrong i've been wrong on totally many occasions again i will be the first to tell you when i'm wrong i was completely wrong when i thought joe Musgrove was going to regress this year he progressed this year when we talk about adhd adhd remember we thought you darvish we all thought this was only a pitcher with sticky stuff i mean he is quietly shutting us up we have to remember guys if it wasn't for you darvish's bad start at oracle park in his second start of the year this dude's era would be sub two right now in the Cy Young consideration, that one start was one inning and a third allowing nine earned runs, completely inflated his ERA, and it's still low at 335. But if we take a look at this updated tally boards, everybody, we have Darvish in second place. Jake Cronenworth, while he's not in our top eight at yet, he has finally broken even. Big W's for Jake Cronenworth for finally breaking even. That's four top hogs and four hog washes after a really uncharacteristic, a surprising, a disheartening, an abysmal start for Jake Cronenworth for the San Diego Padres. He's finally turning the corner. You've seen the power uptick. You've seen the hitting the ball the other way uptick. You've seen the OPS uptick. You've seen the quality of his at-bats uptick. It's just great. So let's get some top hogs, crones, and darvishes in the mother effing chat. Those are your top hogs and hogwashes of the night, my fellow Friar fans. What a day. I still can't believe it. I honestly still can't believe it, chat. 38 and 24. That is unbelievable. It's without Fernando. It's unbelievable. David coming in through with the $5 holla says, Nola or Caratini, hindsight 2020 hog. You know, David, appreciate the donation. Somebody said this on Padres Twitter today. Trading for Austin Nola 15 games into the 2020 campaign was like buying Bitcoin for 68000 a pop. You're basically spending big on an unproven commodity who's had a good start, but the future is very uncertain. Now we see Bitcoin is what right now, Chet? At 23 k a pop, Austin Nola is having a really abysmal year for the San Diego Padres. Not only he has no power, he's not hitting for average, which we traded him for. He's not a good defender. He's not fast. He provides nothing in terms of value for the San Diego Padres. And in years past, he hasn't been durable at all. 
overall as well for the San Diego Padres. Now, listen, it's not going to be an Austin Nola bash session, but it's going to be an Austin Nola bash session who just has not been good for the San Diego Padres. So, of course, if you were to ask me right now, Caratini or Nola, I mean, that's kind of like pick your poison. I mean, that's just like, that's just an insulting question. It's Jorge Alfaro. The answer for the Padres at the catching position is Jorge Alfaro, but I'm going to give credit where credit was due. Nola did have a good day today, and he was two for four at the plate. And he was two for four at the plate, which I will 100% give him credit for. And I do think, listen, I do think Austin Nola has been slightly unlucky this year. I do believe he's been slightly unlucky this year for the San Diego Padres. A lot of hard hit balls. A lot of hard hit balls for Nola. Just quite frankly hasn't found a holes. W Wardy man with the one with the $2 house is Padres own the NL West, I fear. Man. First of all, man, I appreciate your donation, your support. I know we talk a lot offline about shit, but I, I really appreciate it, my man. Listen, the Dodgers, it's 100% still their division to lose, but the Dodgers are in shambles right now. I mean, they, they're going to lose Bueller for two months. Their offense hasn't been as good as advertised. Their rotation's actually been pretty good, but they're starting to go down like flies. What are they going to do at the t trade deadline? We all know this, Padres fans. And again, W's for Wardy with the $2 holler. The Dodgers are just going to buy what they want at the deadline. You know, whether that's if they want Castillo, they're going to get it. If they want Montas, they're going to get it. They're just going to get whoever they want at the deadline. But listen, Padres fans, the Padres are going to be the biggest winners at the deadline because they're literally getting back Fernando Tatis Jr. That's literally like trading for a top three player in baseball and you're getting him for nothing. We heard that Fernando Tatis Jr. Padres fans actually received a CT scan or the scan whatever today on his wrist. For some reason, we haven't gotten an update. Will we get the update from Ryan Flaherty? They said there's a chance we may hear from Ryan Flaherty tonight giving us a Tatis update. If we don't hear from Flaherty, it's going to be tomorrow. It's very weird that we're still not getting updates based on this scan. Rambo, how you doing, man? Welcome to the live stream again. If you guys are just chiming in, welcome to the Padres Hogwatch postgame show. The Padres find themselves at 38 and 25. An absolutely delightful start to the season, Padres fans. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at the Hogwatch. We'll let you know when we go live after every single San Diego Padres game. Shout out Jorge for helping me out on the IG. Shoot me a follow on Twitter. We're getting so close to 2,000 followers on Twitter. 900 followers to go. Again, nine followers to go. This is the final day to enter for the Nabil Krismat jersey giveaway. Go ahead and enter. It doesn't take much. Follow me on Gram. Subscribe to the channel. Follow, retweet, and like this tweet. Now, I just am praying and praying we'll get Darvish back tomorrow. Just praying. Let's hear from Jake from Rake Farm after the big win Steel, from the San Diego Padres. That, he kept the bats pretty quiet. He was good tonight. How much were you and the rest of this offense ready to feast off of Wick and this bullpen? And how did you think? What did you think about the way you guys were able to capitalize there? Yeah, just a good plan of attack and uh, some good at bats, and uh, you know, going up there with a good approach. You played every inning of that doubleheader on Saturday, then every inning yesterday as well. Long flight to Chicago, got in late, had a rain delay today. Did any of that have an effect coming into this one? Uh, maybe a little bit, but, you know, it's... By the way, chat, did y'all see the new Jake Cronenworth haircut? He's feeling fruity. Let's get some Jakes in the chat, man. Let's get some Jake emojis in the chat. It's so nice to get Jake interviews. We had we were spoiled with these last it's year. the way it is, and uh, maybe got a little downtime there before the game, which was nice. Yeah, what do you guys do during that rain delay? Just hang out. All right, very nice. Darvish, another exceptional start. This whole rotation's been so good. He had eight innings for the first time this season tonight, only one run allowed. What stood out about him and what he's been able to do this season? 
It just seems like every time he goes out there, he's, you know, he's got the fire in him. He's the competitiveness. Uh, it seems like. Seriously, guys, I, I just do not want to understate this. This is some of the most incredible starting pitching I've seen from a rotation in a long time. And we talk about this. We're hearing from Jake Cronenworth on the Padres Hogwatch postgame show. We hear about this. We have old Padres fans in this community, again, such a W community, who say, listen, Hog, I've been around for that 98 World Series team. I was around for that 84 World Series team. This could be the best rotation in the history of this franchise. You are legit seven deep. When you are shitting yourself because you think Blake Snell's your worst starter who won the Cy Young two, three years ago, it just goes to show you how loaded this rotation is. Joe Muscove has been an automatic W this year for the San Diego Potters. 11 quality starts. Hugh Darvish has been, you know, a few starts away from perfect. Mackenzie Gore had his first bad outing of the year. He's been literally lights out. A leading contender for NL Rookie of the Year. And then you have Sean Mania, who's an absolute horse, who's always going to give you quality start after quality start. You have Nick Martinez, who was supposed to be your worst starter with the Padres, and the dude literally has a sub-4 ERA because he's been lights out. You have Mike Clevenger, who literally was a top-five pitcher in baseball two years ago, and Blake Snell, who was a Cyan Award winner three years ago, who are literally trying to work themselves back from injury. The sky's the limit for this rotation, and right now, they're tapping fully into it. It's absolutely incredible the kind of production, dominance, and sheer force this, this rotation's uh, pitching It seems with like right he's now. got a plan of attack for every hitter he faces, and when he's executing his pitches like he did tonight, and seemingly he's done the whole year, it's uh, awesome to play behind him. You and I talked a few days ago about, about how when you get wins by scoring a lot of runs, it's great. But sometimes these games where you have to grind it out are going to mean more. Why are these games so important? What are they showing you and how much what might they mean down the stretch? Yeah, I think it's just finding other ways to win. You know, it's always, like I said, it's nice to win games 15 to nothing or, you know, 10 nothing. But uh, at the same time, I think it's even sweeter when you play baseball and play it the right way. Chat, there's Jake Cornworth on the Padres Hogwatch postgame show. Let's catch up to chat, everybody. Let's get, let's get one more roll call. Where's everybody tuning in from on this fine Monday night? It's 37 years on this planet, and I've never seen a starting rotation like we have right now. It, it, it's unbelievable. We are being absolutely spoiled right now. I mean, just absolutely spoiled right now. And, and you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? Did, did she ask about the hair? All right, let's hear it. Let's hear it. How much do you enjoy seeing all these pods? behind it you oh the here's the hair here's the, the hair. hat you live in chicago in the off season you got your hair cut yesterday the booth was talking about it we all love it so tell us the story behind it you went in there and said what uh the guys on the team were hounding me about getting a haircut so i just texted my barber and said i'd be there on monday and told her to do whatever she wanted to it what do you think i like it i think it gave you some good mojo tonight that is some Big dick energy hair from Jake Cornworth. Every time I try to join the Discord server, it's invalid or it's expired. Nah, man, I'm telling you, I think you're just kind of trolling with it. I've talked to you every time. Guys, we're approaching 700 members in the San Diego Padres Hogwatch Discord. Here is a link that 100% works to join. I put the link pinned on top of the chat. Make sure you go ahead and join the Padres Discord for a community that's chirping all the time during each and every San Diego Padres game. Let's catch up to what chat was saying tonight. Gore is salivating at this W, man. I can't wait for DeGore to go back on the mound everybody and of course the Padres win the Padres win this is the greatest meme on the internet doesn't want to play on my screen. the Padres won if you're seeing this wrong your team got smoked yeah yeah that's right the Padres won oh yeah the it, it it's not an it's not a night without it. It, it it's not a night without it and bless the Lord Jake Cronenworth is smiling is just smiling again
for the San Diego Padres because we talked about this. And the Padres won. And the Padres won. I'm telling y'all, though. I'm telling y'all. If this guy gets back to where he was last year, it just adds a different dimension for this offense. And listen, this offense, chat, 110% still a work in progress. There are a lot of flaws. The one thing they have shown us this year, chat, is that they have the ability to hit. They still have the ability to hit. But at this point, they have been able to convert a lot of those hits into runs the last few games. They were able to do so. And by the way, I don't know if Wardy's still in this stream, but let's get Pete Alonzo. Let's get Pete Alonzo's take. It only makes sense, Nate, if we were to beat the Mets again. New York Mets, and if you're watching this, you just lost to the San Diego Padres. It's great. It's great. And, 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 and I, don't, I don't mean to sound like a broken record here, chat. I really don't mean to sound like a broken record here. But do y'all remember, and we're going to hear from Ryan Flaherty. Hopefully we'll get a Tatis update shortly. But we said back in March, let's assume we won't have Fernando for the first 50 games of the season. It's at least going to be 85 games, number one. Number two, the goal was for the Padres to be a 500 baseball team. Now, the biggest thing is they are way better than that so far. The biggest thing is this. If you're A.J. Preller and how dominant your starting pitching has been all year, Brian's World, welcome to the Hogwatch. Thank you so much for subscribing for, and turn on those post notifications. But genuinely, is Fernando Tatis Jr., and this is a question I have for the chat, is Fernando Tatis Jr. enough of an ad for this Padres offense, given how great their starting pitching has been and the bullpen reinforcements that are to come in the coming weeks slash months for the Friars? Is Fernando Tatis Jr. enough of an offensive ad for this Padres team to win a World Series? That's the biggest question, because although this offense is frustrating, this starting pitching is just unbelievable right now. And, and if not, why aren't you calling up Campisano and giving him a chance at least to make a name for yourself? But even look at what Contreras and Hap did tonight for the, for the Chicago Cubs. They were able to be big-time forces for the team. Now, I mean, Ian Hap's had an unbelievable month of June. Wilson Contreras, we all know what that guy does and what he does for the you know, Chicago Cubs. So it just makes you go to show there are still tons of names out there. Do you want to give up prospect capital to really make a push and get those guys done? That's going to be the biggest question. That's going to be the biggest question. Now, from a Tati standpoint, we got a tweet earlier today from Kevin Acey, and it was related to the Fernando Tatis wrist situation. And here it is, okay? Here it is. Tatis had a CT scan today, awaiting results to see whether he can begin swinging. For what it's worth, his bats made the trip. Somebody says fingers and dicks crossed. He also said something, I think it was Ryan Flaherty. I don't know where he said it. But we also said that we would get an update. Oh, maybe it was Dennis Lynn who said that, that the Potters would get an update on Fernando's injury status. Uh, let me see if I can find it. 
Maybe I didn't find it. Somebody was saying that we'd get an update on his status either later tonight or tomorrow. So it's going to be a really big question to see. But nevertheless, everybody, it's a big time, big time victory. Now, we're going to open up this section of the stream to take any questions for chat. Do you all have any questions from today's win? It, it, it feels great. Padres Benchwarmer says, Hog, do you think Tatis will sustain season plus postseason, sustain the season plus postseason without injury? Without injury, no. Do I think he'll be able to sustain it? Yeah. Um, would I be surprised if Fernando subluxated that shoulder once again? Um, absolutely not. Because we keep talking about the wrist, right, chat? When it comes to Fernando Tatis Jr., the wrist is a big, big issue for El Nino. But, but, we can forget about the shoulder. The shoulder is what plagued his season last year. We were already worried about the shoulder coming into this year where he wasn't going to have any surgery. Now you have the wrist, which is very vulnerable, plus the shoulder for El Nino. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see. I think it's going to be very, very interesting to see kind of what happens with Fernando today. Again, it's really weird that we haven't heard from Ryan Flaherty yet, and this is the story of the night, chat. This is the story of the night. Let's get some W's for you, Darvish. We have been spoiled so far with this starting pitching. Just absolutely spoiled. And he was fantastic. He was awesome. The cutter was great. Everything was working for him today. And you know what I loved as well? He got into a little bit of trouble in the eighth. He had a big-time strikeout. And he showed that he deserved to get that final batter. I believe it was Schwindel in that eighth inning. He was able to get Schwindel to strike out. Big balls today from you, Darvish. Let's get some yous in the chat. Big time. Absolutely nails. I see some more questions. Hog, do you know if he's going to get reps in AAA? Absolutely. Fernando's not going to take at-bats immediately at the major league level. They're going to have him probably go to single high A Lake Elsinore, and they're probably going to move him up to El Paso for another three, four, five days. But they're going to move on it fast. They are going to move on it fast. Once they can get this guy in the lineup, they're going to continue to do so. Another hit for Jerkson Profar. I mean, he hasn't had an 0-4 day. I mean, maybe he's had one or two 0-4 days in a long time. And Sky brings up a great point too. Zero walks. It was Hap. You're right. Zero walks for Darvish today as well. Efficient day for you, Darvish. I mean, if you're going 107 pitches eight um, over eight innings, I mean, chat, that's about less. What is that? 107 pitches over eight innings. I mean, that is it's pretty, it's pretty good stuff. That's 13.3 pitches per inning. Let's think that again. That is 13.3 pitches per inning. He was efficient today. And I'll tell you this. If he didn't run into that trouble into the ninth, if he did not run into some trouble in the eighth, excuse me, Darvish probably would have won a complete game. Probably would have won a complete game for the San Diego Padres. Samuel, Moltalavan, will Snell turn it around? We'll get into that later in the stream. We can talk about Blake Snell. Hope you subscribe, join the Hog Watch. Annabella, how you doing? Casey says, do you think we'll bring up Cano at some point? I think he went two for two or two for three the other day in El Paso. Robinson Cano, from one of the better baseball players we've seen in our generation to now wearing SpongeBob jerseys for AAA El Paso. You hate to see it. In addition to that, David Gonzalez brings up a great point. You saved arms on this road trip. A-plus performance for you, Darvish, and the San Diego Potters. Man, he has been everything and some for the Potters today. Guys, while we're at it, if you have considered it, join the San Diego Padres Hogwatch YouTube membership. You hit the join button next to the subscribe button. Unlock access to all these different emojis. I'll put them all in the chat. It's way more than just those four loyalty badges. Member-exclusive live streams probably coming up in the first month of July. Discounts on merchandise coming up probably next week. I cannot wait. So consider joining 
the Padres Hogwatch membership. I'm still waiting to see if we're going to hear from Padres interim manager Ryan Flaherty. Hopefully, we get Bob Melvin, Ryan Christensen, and company back very soon. I already missed those guys, but, but, it's very important as well. I give my credit to Eric Hosmer. I give my credit to Eric Hosmer. Eric Hosmer has been absolutely awful, okay? And I'll say it again, awful the last month or so for the San Diego Padres. He's hitting under 200 in his last 15 games, yet he had a big-time insurance double today for the Padres. Big-time two-RBI, two-out double. And I know he's been bad, and I know he's been struggling, but it was a big-time hit for him, and hopefully it can turn his confidence around. Hopefully. Because, I mean, he's been awful. I mean, he's been checked out big time offensively for the San Diego Padres. So again, you would hope that Haas is able to figure it out to some degree for the San Diego Padres. And I know, chat, we're talking about options for the San Diego Padres. Everyone wants to talk about Estee Ruiz. Is this the fastest guy we've ever seen in minor league baseball? Is this, is this the fastest guy we've ever seen in minor league baseball? I mean, chat. 41, I know I'm bouncing around, but they need to add, they need to boot Alcantara and Zocar and bring up Abrams and Ruiz. Of course, they have to add Ruiz to 40, man. I mean, 41 stolen bases? Guys, these are video game kind of numbers, chat. He's played in 55, oh, 55 games this year. And he has 41 stolen bases. By the way, chat, he got called up to AAA El Paso a week ago. He's hitting 440. He's hitting 440. Oh, and by the way, the dude's hitting for power. It's unbelievable. Call up Wheezy. What are they doing? Bring this guy up. Play him over Kim right now. Play him over Hassan Kim Right now, bring up Wheezy. I'm just playing in the sand. Yeah. So, the question is, any one of those guys, you probably keep Abrams down. You either call up Campy and you call up Ruiz. He has been absolutely unbelievable. He's hitting for power. He's running. His strikeouts are going down. And he's a guaranteed stolen base. Listen, I don't know what this guy's speed is graded at, but is he Billy Hamilton level kind of speed? I mean, it's unbelievable the kind of production they're getting from him. It's unbelievable. So that's another option. Are we done with Hassan Kim? Are we done with Hassan Kim? That's the biggest question. Because how much longer are you okay playing Kim at short, whatever it is, getting at bats? I just don't know how much longer we should be giving Kim at bats because I, I, I can't do it. Is it time for call me triple A, get my advance in advance, amen, as the world spinning dance in my hands. Life is the beach. I'm just playing in the sand. Oh my God, is it a Tatis update? 
Is it a Tatis update? Bro. Bro. This is so weird. There it is, everybody. We're finding it right now on the hog watch. Ryan Flaherty says there was no update yet to share on Fernando Tatis Jr., who had a CT scan on his wrist this morning. That means he's not ready still. That means El Nino is still not ready for the Padres. And I don't know why they continue to do this. They continue to blue ball us when it comes to Fernando Tatis and the, and the, and the, and the wrist situation. It's so weird. Wow. So dumb. This is what I don't understand with the whole Tati situation chat. They continue to play us in the media about this guy getting his wrist scan, whatever the situation is. But, but they should just be telling us when he's able to be cleared. His wrist is clearly not ready. And luckily for the Padres, they don't really need him right now. But this is a little too hush-hush. It's The Potters are being a little bit weird about this. Now, I don't really know what the direction they're trying to go towards, but I circled it all along. July 22nd, all right? July 22nd is likely the return for Tatis, in my opinion, if everything goes well from today. July 22nd is El Nino's first game and the team's first game back from the All-Star break. Now, can that be a potential target? Sure. But for the people in my Discord, by the way, join the Discord saying June 30th for Tatis to come back at Chavez Ravine to face the Dodgers. No way. No way. Now, the question is this. If the team continues to win at this clip, and mind you, Chad, I do want to tell y'all something. I do want to tell y'all something about this. This is very important that we discuss. The team has a very favorable next 14 games, now 13 games. We said that the team should hopefully go 10-4 and four in those next 14, so now 9-4 and four in those next 13 games. You have three more at Wrigley against a really bad Cubs team, especially at home. You're at Colorado for three, you're hosting the Snakes for three, and you're hosting the Phillies for four, who just hopefully got their insanely hot stretch out the way, and then you're at Arizona for two before the Dodgers series. This is a very crucial time for the Padres to not just keep at the rate they're going, but to even maybe potentially garner some separation from the Dodgers in the NL West just continue to go and win baseball games and that's a great sign that they're able to do that without Tatis and then you take a look at the schedule after that you have that big Dodger series then you have the Mariners at home you have the Giants which is a little tough but then you have the Colorado Rockies and the Diamondbacks again and then maybe you can get them back after the all-star break when we go to New York and face the Mets this is the circle date for me for Tatis's return. That's the target date for me. So let's let's tweet that right now. July 22nd against the Mets for first game after All-Star break is the 
is the target return for ta- is the target is there, is the target return for Tatis? That's my guess. We'll see though. I I I I I guess we shall find out very very shortly. It's just weird though. It, it, it's really weird why. See, see, see let, 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 let's go into some psychology for a second and understand something. Let's go into some psychology for a second. By the way, everybody, we got 220 of y'all in here. Let's get this thing to 100 likes. We got 98 likes on the stream. Smash the like button as well as join. Consider the Padres Hogwatch YouTube membership. You hit the join button right next to the subscribe button on the desktop. Hopefully, we'll be able to get people to join the membership. I mean, uh, gift subscriptions very, very soon. Follow me on Instagram. I should have done a reel tonight. I totally forgot. Here's what's weird to me. Ryan Flaherty said, we may or may not give a Tatis update later tonight. What is that rationale? You either give an update or you don't. But I don't get the mindset of that we may or we may not give a Tatis update. That doesn't make sense. This is a very weird story And I'm concerned that it's going to be longer and longer and longer. Now, it has to be somewhat close if he's bringing back his bats on the road trip. But it's just really weird. It's really, really weird. The kind of weird storyline. They're literally stringing us along and they're blue balling us. They're literally blue balling us. It's super, super weird. I literally got, I literally got, I will literally show y'all. I will literally try and show y'all the blue ball emoji in the Padres Hogwash Discord because right now we are literally getting blue balled at this. Blue balls. So I don't know what the situation is. Jeremy with the $2 holla says, thanks for beating the central teams. Padres, much love. I'm sure you love the channel just because you're excited that the teams are losing. Jeremy, thank you so much for the $2 holla. Thank you so much for your support. And thank you so much for chiming in, even though you're not a Padres fan. But that's probably, we're still months out, guys, on the Fernando Tatis Jr. injury update. Again, if you're just tuning in, thank you so much. Welcome to the Padres Hogwatch postgame show. I was waiting to hopefully hear a postgame interview from Ryan Flaherty, but it seems like we haven't heard from the Padres interim skipper yet. They may not be post- Posting it on Bally if they haven't posted it by now, but we were just told that he showed and he told Dennis Lynn that Fernando is still having some issues potentially and they have not provided an update on a CT scan. Thankfully, chat, this would be a lot bigger of a story. And let's remember, this would be a lot bigger of a story for the San Diego Padres if they were struggling. If they were struggling, they would maybe have to bring back Tatis, but because they're 14 games over 500, because they have a top three record in the National League, they don't need to rush him back right now. And that's what you absolutely love to see. That's what you love to see. By the way, everybody, final day to enter for the Chrismat jersey giveaway. I don't know when I'll be giving away. I don't know when I'll be announcing the winner. But stay tuned on that very, very, very shortly. Now, takeaways from today, chat. Let's talk about today's game. Any takeaways? Give me on a scale of 1 to 10 where you feel about the San Diego Padres offense right now. Listen, another 10-hit day, but it didn't. It seemed like a lot of them were not towards really the end of that baseball game for the San Diego Padres. It, it kind of felt a little bit weird kind of from a hitting standpoint. So where do you rank? How do you feel about this team right now from an offensive standpoint for the San Diego Padres? It's a little bit weird right now. I don't know how I feel because, listen, they're winning games. They're starting pitching is absolutely absurd. 
but the offense is still very inconsistent. You have those huge peaks when you're facing teams like the Mets, when you're beating them, when you're scoring 11 plus runs, when you just beat the Rockies by nine runs, but then you lose those final two to the Rockies. You score six runs in those final three games and you had to get an eighth inning surge to score three runs today or else it would have been another hog explosion, hog pissed off live stream talking about this offense. And it's absolutely crazy, by the way, the Giants win again. They're streaking, guys. Worry about those Giants as well. But it's crazy. By the way, those Braves are also playing out of their minds right now. Ashley Dud did make a great point. We did have a lot of lineouts today. We did have a lot of lineouts today. So that also could be something. But it's weird, right? Because this offense is super inconsistent. Yet, when does it get to the point where you think the Padres can withstand that and just win those baseball games? Or it goes to the point where it's just, this is not sustainable. This is not sustainable. So, what are y'all's thoughts on that? And it is a great time to be a baseball fan. Is this sustainable? Because we go through the sweep in St. Louis and we're like, Hog, there's no way this is sustainable. And then we have other games where we're like, this starting pitching is so unbelievable. It's literally amazing. It's literally euphoria. It's literally ecstasy. This is sustainable. And we're now 62 games in chat. 62 out of 162. We are 38% through. Chat, it's going fast, huh? Let's talk to each other about that. Season's going fast. It's going very, very, very fast. And we have the depth to hold up from a pitching standpoint. No doubt this offense needs help. They don't hit home runs. But it seems as if we've been playing, and George says, up to our opponent's batting, uh, to our opponent's level. If we keep a low TRA pitching, anything is sustainable. And it's a great point. This starting pitching is just unbelievable right now. I want to see, I want to see which teams, where the Padres stand in terms of the home run leaders. Because we talked about this, that they need to be better. Guys, they're still in the bottom five. Crazy. You see the Mets, they're starting to shoot up again. You look at the Padres, there is no team remotely close besides the Rays. I mean, look at that chat. The Padres are bottom five in baseball and home runs. Yet they're somehow 38 and 24. Now, we discussed this. Home runs aren't as important this year as they were in years past. But, oh my goodness, they still need to address slugging. Because here's the amazing part. Imagine if we actually get an offense to play here. Imagine if we get a Joey Gallo, a Wilson Contreras, a J.D. Martinez, just some sort of offensive bat that can really hit the ball over the fence, it's going to be game over. I mean, you are going to have to watch out when you see this offense. It's going to be big time. That compounded with the starting pitching, with the bullpen. Now, if you're able to get one big bat, listen, this is it. Here's the blueprint. If we're able to get one big bat plus Tatis, we have our internal bullpen reinforcements that come out. This is a World Series team. 
Um, you heard it. Th this is, and I didn't say that last year even when they were playing. This is a World Series team. You're starting to see the resiliency of this baseball team too. You get swept in St. Louis, you come back. You lose the first game to the Mets, you win the series. You lose two really bad games to the Rockies, you go back and win in Chicago. You get one big bat. You get Tatis back. You're ready to go. Now, one thing I would add, and people really disagree with me on Twitter about this, is I would consider looking to acquire one more bullpen arm. And here's a point that I want to explain to y'all. Here's something that I would love to explain to y'all. Everyone's like, Hog, shut up. You're so annoying about Luis Garcia. He's been great all year. And while he has been great for the San Diego Padres, everyone's like, Borna, what are you saying? What are you saying? If you look at Luis Garcia, he rarely, and here's someone that nobody responded to me about. He rarely has a 1-2-3 inning. Take a look at his last 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10, 13 appearances. He's had two 1 2 3 innings. That's it. May 28th and 29th against the Pirates. I still don't feel comfortable because Garcia has a great sinker. He's able to play into great grounders and get himself out of jams, but I want a setup man who doesn't get into jams in the first place. Who doesn't get into jams in the first place? I mean, look how Taylor Rogers shut the door today. I mean, he's had a few blowups recently, but look at all these zeros of these one, two, three innings. That's what we need. We need one more of these pieces. Think about what think about what Dylan Batansis was to Andrew Miller in New York. Now, this is me getting greedy. This is me getting greedy. But Garcia always makes me nervous. He just always makes me nervous. And I know he's had a great year. And I know his numbers show that he's good. I know his FIP says he's good. I know he's been a little bit unlucky with Babip. But fuck all those analytics. I'm watching the game. I'm watching the game. Those are words of people on Twitter who are like, Hog, look at his FIP, his unlucky BABIP. Watch the game. It's never a with Garcia. It's never, you know, boom, boom, boom. We're good to go. Let's move it to Rodgers. And of course they're human. Everyone's going to have their bad appearances. But it's too much sweating with Luis Garcia. And luckily he's been able to get out of it for the most part this year and was not able to in his last appearance against the Colorado Rockies. But that's the, my point. Okay, that's my point on Garcia. The stream's not supposed to be about it. But for all of you people who listen to people on Twitter, shut me up when they say they talk about all these cool advanced stats. Throw that shit out the window. There's analytics and there's manalytics. Watch the game. Watch the game. You, me, your grandpa, your dog, and your awesome pet guinea pig all know when Garcia's going to take the mound, it ain't, it's, that's that. Thanks for listening to my tech talk. Alfredo, welcome to the Padres Hogwatch postgame show, everybody. Again, we're getting tuning in against the Padres defeat the Chicago Cubs 4-1. to one. Big time victory today for the San Diego Padres. Previewing tomorrow for the Padres, we have 
SD Sean Diego will face against who? Kyle Hendricks for the Chicago Cubs. Now, Hendricks dealt against the Padres this year, but Kendrick, Kyle Hendricks has been pretty bad for the uh, for the Cubs this year. 2-5 and five with the 5.22 ERA, 1.35 whip. Has a 2-to-1 strikeout-to-walk ratio, whereas Sean Diego has a 3-to-1 strikeout-to-walk ratio. 3-3 three and three tomorrow with the 3.52 ERA. Sean Manaya is coming off two really good starts against the Brewers and the Mets. He's lowered that ERA from over four to a sub three five almost. And Sean Diego has been looking really, really good. Again, when you have this Padres team chat, every single day, every single day, you believe that they're going to win. Every single day, you believe in this starting pitching. You believe in this rotation. Let's be real. Outside of bump day, I feel like we're confident. With Sean Manaya hitting the mound, don't you just feel like you're confident with this guy taking the mound? He is everything and some that the San Diego Padres need for their success this year. And if he's able to give you another seven innings, be an absolute horse, and get it done, it's going to be option. By the way, too, Justin Steele, remember when Manny Machado, I believe, hit the ball on his hand? Um, his velo dropped big time um, ever since that. They left him in the game, which is pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. Now, I have a few questions for y'all. I have a few questions for y'all. And here's the thing. Brad says at this point it would have been nice if Tatis got the shoulder surgery in November too. But Brad, wel welcome buddy. Welcome to the live stream, man. I hope you're well, man. Thanks for all your help again on the channel. Brad, the thing is, Tatis is never going to get shoulder surgery. He's anti-surgery. And it's just never, ever going to happen. It's just never ever ever gonna happen um if it's like an acl something where he's gonna have to get surgery no doubt about it but if he's able to avoid surgery it is what it is we had kevin ac come onto the channel talking about fernando and he was saying that he would be shocked if he never got surgery but it is what it is it is what it is so I want to bring up one more thing, chat, in our live stream again. I hope everyone's doing well. Smash the like button. You're listening to the Padres Hogwatch postgame show. If you are new to the channel, I hope you subscribe for year-round Padres content. We give you guys postgame live streams after every single San Diego Padres game. It's going to be a hell of a year, Padres fans. I have a question. They're ruining this kid, okay? They're ruining this kid. Because now what they're doing is they're giving him so many at-bats in AAA to the point where he's obviously going to regress a little bit and come back down to life, and they're never just going to give Luis Campisano a chance at the Major League level. He's hitting 311. The dude was hitting 360. They're literally playing him to not succeed in El Paso so they cannot call him up. It's time to trade him now. It's time to trade Campy now. We've already failed him. We have already failed him. We can admit that. Now, just trade him. Just get rid of him. You can get a big bat for him. Let's think about that. He's just sitting in AAA. He's doing nothing for this team. He's hitting above 300. This is the year where we can win a World Series. We're not going to have this rotation next year. This is the rotation that we're all dreaming about. Manaya ain't going to return. Snell is uh, one more year. Um, Clevenger probably ain't going to return. Musgrove, they're going to have to pay a ton. Trade Campy, get a bat, 
have Tatis come back, and that's your World Series lineup. Just do it. And the question is, every single day that they don't trade him, every single day that he goes over for 4 in El Paso, they're going to regret it, and they're not going to trade him, and he's going to rot in AAA and do nothing and have no value for this organization. Again, I'll say it one more time. Padres fans, AJ Preller, front office, you guys tweet at me on Twitter. You slide in my DMs on Twitter. I know that you're watching me. Just trade Campisano. I understand that he can go to another organization and hit 300 and hit 20 home runs, even if that's in a DH role. But when is the next time, Padres front office, I know you're watching this stream, that we're going to be able to get a rotation this amazing. Manaya's an expiring, right? McClevenger's expiring. Musgrove's expiring. Darvish and Snell got one year left on their deals. This is a rotation you need to capitalize on. This is an offense that needs to be a top 20 offense, maybe even a top, a top 15 offense. And they can make the World Series. We're not asking for a legendary offense. We're asking for one more bat plus Fernando Tatis Jr. that can make a lot of noise. You have reinforcements coming back in this bullpen, but AJ Preller just trade him already. You're doing nothing for him. You're letting him rot in El Paso, and he's going to start getting so many at-bats to the point where his numbers are just inevitably going to decline. Just trade him. Just trade him. Or trade Nola. Or trade Nola at, at, at 60 cents to the dollar. That's another option. Because believe it or not, chat, there are teams who can use catching. There are teams that can always use catching. And Austin Nola has still a decent amount of value on the market. And there's one reason and one reason only. It's not because of Austin Nola's production, because he's lacked production. The reason Austin Nola has value is because look at his team control for the San Diego Padres. Jeremy, thank you for the $2 house. It's hoping the Cards Padres meet in the NLCS. Yeah, I don't know. The Cardinals have our number, man. I, I think that's why you want us to see them. I do not want to see the Cardinals. Nevertheless, Jeremy, thank you so much for the $2 holla and your support, your graciousness for the channel. Again, everybody as well, consider joining the Padres Hogwatch YouTube membership. Hit the join button next to the subscribe button. You're going to be have member-exclusive perks, member-exclusive live streams, discounts on merchandise, emojis, loyalty badges, so much other shit. Join it. And here are your updated top hog hogwash standings of the year so far again. You Darvish, y'all. You all know what his one hogwash was. It was that start in San Francisco. Besides that, he's been absolutely beautiful, beautiful for the San Diego Padres this year. Now, we go back to Austin Nola, and that's why he could potentially be an asset for the San Diego Padres in a trade market. But I don't know at this point. We've already seen Campy and Nola, excuse me, Alfaro and Nola, some of those at-bats have been slowly moving to Campy. I think this could be the beginning of the end. I think. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. This could be the beginning of the end for Nola. He had a two-hit day today. But how much longer are they going to play him? David says, I agree with you 100%, man. Appreciate the donation, buddy. I really appreciate the donation, buddy. Thank you so much for your support, your graciousness of the channel. Listen, these are great questions to have. These are great questions. Campy was a high prospect, but now you have to trade him at this point. Yeah, you 100% do because we're failing him. We're failing him. So, chat, biggest takeaways from tonight. Biggest takeaways from tonight. Question number one, is Jay Cronenworth turning the corner? Is Jay Cronenworth turning the corner for the San Diego Padres? Here's a takeaway. Here's a takeaway I'm looking at from the Padres right now. And people don't remember this. And we were talking about it all year. But after today, 
We were talking about how the Potters were getting lucky with these wins in ADHD. I want you to listen to this. The Padres have the fourth highest run differential in Major League Baseball. They have the fourth highest run differential in Major League Baseball. So they're starting to finally round into form of what they truly are as a baseball team. I believe that run differential, with the exception of few teams, is a really telling indicator. It's a really telling indicator of my opinion of how successful a baseball team is going to be just because I like to see that and be like, okay, teams are winning by a lot. They have a big margin of victory. And you're starting to see national media take that by storm. If you take a look at the newest power rankings by MajorLeague.com, shout out San Diego Padres. They have just snuck their way into the top five. Look at this. Let's get some W's and let's get some why not us's chat. All my members, let's get some why not us's. The Padres have moved into the top five of the power rankings. It's unbelievable. You got to love it. You got to love it. It's crazy. Now, how legit are those San Francisco Giants? Because they got robbed. They are not even in the top 10. They just swept the Dodgers. Everyone's writing off the Giants, chat. Everyone's writing off the Giants. They are going to be really, really good again. And they're likely going to be in the postseason again. So we're forgetting about that as well. But those Giants chat are going to be around. Are y'all ready for game two tomorrow? Again, I'm greedy. This is a very important 14-game stretch coming up for the Padres. Now a 13-game stretch. This is must-win baseball for this team. Must-win baseball for this team. I mean, if they go 10-4, and four, maybe 11-3 and three in this stretch, it can be huge. It can be huge. By the way... By the way, take a look at the Atlanta Braves. How many games in a row is that now that they've won? I think they've won 13 games in a row or 14 and 0. It's unbelievable. The Braves are playing out of their minds. They're definitely going to be a wild card team. 12 in a row? Okay. They're definitely going to be a wild card team. And people are forgetting chat. This wild card is not a Sherlock at all. It's not a Sherlock at all. Because here's what we need to understand. We need to go and win this division. There are too many good teams now for this wild card. Let's assume a few things. And I don't want to be a negative Nancy. But let's assume the Mets win the division. Okay? The Braves are going to be a wild card team. Almost a lock. Almost a lock. Let's say... The Cardinals or Brewers. One of these two teams is going to win the division, and one of them is going to be a wild card team. The Brewers are really struggling lately, though. But one of those two teams are going to be a wild card team. There's three wild card teams now. Now, when you look at the West, let's say the Dodgers win the division. The final spot could come against the Padres and the Giants, chat. I'm telling y'all. So 
it's looking like there's going to be four teams. Four teams. Nah, Gabe, the Mets are different this year, bro. They are they're not going to collapse. And they're going to they're going to get DeGrom and Scherzer back too. But the Brewers are just hurt right now. They're going to be fine. So it can be between let's say the Brewers, the Giants, the Padres and the Braves for 3 out of 4 of those spots. That's not good. They're probably the worst wildcard team is going to have 91, 92 plus games. So this is why, chat, it's very important that we try and go ahead and get this division. By the way, I didn't even mention the Philadelphia Phillies who've been playing great baseball lately. The Phillies are 9-1 and one in their last 10 games. That's another team who's trying to make some noise. So this National League is just loaded right now. It's just loaded right now. It's going to be very interesting to see while everything's great with the Padres, while we're 38-24, and 24, there's not going to be much breathing space this year, chat. And you saw the Giants and the Dodgers went toe-to-toe until the very last game of the season where the Giants won 107 games. These teams are going to start to beat up on each other, Hog. Don't forget that. That's true. But also ADHD. We haven't faced the Dodgers more than once. We've only faced the Giants twice. We're going to start beating up on one another too. Let's remember that. It's important that we need to start winning about this division. And Gabe, you know, Gabe, Gabe, that's another great point, man. Welcome to the stream. If the Padres learned one thing from last year, it's that they need to worry about themselves and no one else. Just go win games. Stop paying attention to the noise. It's a great point, chat. Let's get some W's for that comment. Um, this is such a crucial time for this team to win baseball games. And while I'm circling July 22nd against the Mets, Padres Twitter members like Sergio Quintero are putting him down for August 5th at Dodger Stadium. It can be till August when Tatis comes back. The Potters have been extremely unprofessional with how they've been handling the reporting of his injury. Just fucking tell us an update. It's been so unprofessional. It's been so stupid. It's been dumb. Just tell us when Fernando at least is getting a scan whenever we're going to have an update. It's been so stupid. It's been stupidly unprofessional. And I'm quite frankly sick of it. I'm sick of it. It's dumb. Yes, I am, Casey. I hope you subscribe and join the Hogwatch for year-round exclusive San Diego Padres content. AJ's trying to keep it under wraps to help his trade, folks. To help his trade talks. Oh, you, you, you think that's what the case is? Could be. Could be. They're honestly probably getting second opinions. No. I actually agree with Sky. I actually, I actually agree with what Sky has to say. It's a good point too. You wonder you wonder if Fernando's happy with how the organization's handled his rehab. We also have to remember this chat too. If the team was under 500, they'd probably be rushing this guy back. But they're not under 500. They're 14 games over 500. Congratulations on your high school graduation, Annabella. That's let's get some W's for that. That's awesome. Congrats. That's hype. Where are you going to college? He did have a CT scan, Kevin. And he did bring his bass to Chicago, Kevin. But we got a Dennis Lynn update, Kevin, as well, that Ryan Flaherty had told us that there was no update yet to share on Fernando Tatis Jr., who had a CT scan on his wrist this morning. He did bring his bats, but there are no 
updates at all. So, I'm cringing. I hope it can be figured out soon. Because if it ain't, it all just matters if they're able to get him going in September. If they get him back by September, if he's able to play 20 to 25 games, and he's able to knock off the rust for the postseason, it's going to be everything. Chat, let's open up the final segment of the stream for anybody that has any questions. Does anybody have any questions from today's stream? King LV, how you doing, my man? How you doing, my man? Potter's going to win while he's gone. Yes, sir, Alex. Who, Who's the single Potter most likely to be dealt at the deadline? Let's hear it, Hog. Um, on, the, on the actual team right now, um, I don't think they're going to trade anybody um, on their actual team. I think they're going to trade Campy. What's your Instagram, my guy? Right here, boss. Go ahead and give your boy a follow. Okay, again, we're giving away this Chrismat jersey very, very soon as well. Follow me on Twitter, everybody. Follow me on Discord. We're also on Apple Podcasts. We're also on Spotify. We'll let you know when we go live after every single San Diego Padres game. Look at these reviews, man. The How's it going? You absolutely got to love it, guys. Again, follow me on Twitter at the Hogwatch. Six followers away from 2,000. So, you know, who I think they're going to trade? I think they're going to trade away Campy. Um, I, 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 I think Campy is the biggest, biggest, biggest name for the Padres uh, that they're going to get rid of. Any other questions, chat? Any other questions, chat? Let me know. How far are we making it to the end of the playoffs this year? If we make it, we're winning the World Series, buddy. We are winning the World Series. By the way, chat. By the way, chat. Listen to this. Listen to this incredible stat. Carlos, thank you so much for the $10 holla, bro. I will get your donation in one second. You are the absolute man, myth, legend. Thank you so much for your support, man. Chat, take a look at this. Take a look at this tweet from Darnay Tripp. Darnay's a G. You Darvish's last seven starts, including these performances. Besides that start in St. Louis, in which it honestly kind of wasn't his fault. Remember, this start in St. Louis, the bullpen allowed some of those runs. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Let's get some use in the chat. Carlos says with the $10 holla, let's go. Keep supporting this team. Bro, thank you for your support of me, Carlos. I hope you subscribe, join the channel. Chat. We got merchandise coming out very, very soon. I should be getting an update within tomorrow. Do I live in San Diego or LA? I live in both. I just had to move it to LA for work. I'm originally from San Diego. I go back home a ton. Welcome to the live stream, Hunter. Again, to all my new viewers, I hope you subscribe, join the Hogwatch, turn on those post bell notifications. It is what it is.
Potters fans, last round. Any questions again from today's live stream show? Tomorrow, we are going to have more baseball against Sean Manaya versus Kyle Hendricks, who struggled mightily at home. We're going to have a little bit of an earlier start tomorrow, I believe, as the game will be at 5 p.m. San Pacific time, which is what it was supposed to be today, but we had those tornado situations. Yep, 5.05 tomorrow. No, I'm from the West Coast, bro. I want Ian Happ too, man. He's really good. Today I went to a bank teller and said, how's it going? Oh, that's such a W, Hosmer's defense. I work from home. Uh, I'm a hybrid, Annabella. So I go, I, like tomorrow, for example, I'll probably be working from home, but I'll go into the office in like a few days a week. Yep, Kyle Hendricks did dominate us last time. So we're going to see, um, you know, if we're able to turn it around and if we're able to get another win. Because, you know, these next 13 games, I'll be disappointed every time we lose. I'm always mad when we lose, but these are all, we should go 14-0, honestly. Guys, we're a really good baseball team. We are a really good baseball team. By the way, it's Kyle Hendricks tomorrow. No more Mazzara, 100% is going to be playing. He's going to be starting. I cannot wait to see, uh, you know, no Mars production. How do you do this and how do you work? Asked Annabella. Yeah, I'm busy. I'm very busy. But uh, I do this because I love to do it. How did you like the move keeping Darvish out for the entire eighth? I loved it. Um, you had less than 90 pitches going into the eighth. He was going to go a complete game. And he struggled at the end of the eighth. He was able to have a huge strikeout against the unhappy through one of his great sliders. He was able to get through. But he had thrown 107 pitches by then, so he wasn't able to go and continue and go into the ninth. Renee, how you doing, Renee? It's a big one today, chat. It's a big one today. It's a huge one today, chat. Yo, chat, by the way, let's get Hog a show on Barstool, huh? Would it be cool if I had a baseball show on Barstool? It's kind of the goal right now. I kind of want to do that, chat. <laughs> uh, I'm tired, y'all. Shit, I got a long day, chat. Got another big one tomorrow. Um, it's a big win, yo. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm starting to get spoiled right now with how this team is playing baseball. Starting to get very spoiled right now with how this Potter team's playing baseball. So, listen, we're heading into the dog days of summer, but it's a very, very important time. It's a very, very important time for this baseball team. More of a more of John Boy. We need a San Diego representative. I mean, shit, man. If I work for John Boy, that'd be cool too. Um, I feel like I'm just more of a barstool personality, though. I'm a little bit of a crazy mofo. It's kind of how I am. Been listening to the stream while I'm cooking. What are you making, Mattels? What's your dad's favorite major league team? My dad doesn't even know the rules of baseball. So people ask me this question a lot. Like, you know, Hog, like, why do you love sports so much? You know, I couldn't even tell you. Uh, I, I kid you not, my dad doesn't know the rules of baseball. Because I, I, because some, because I started to get some viewership on my YouTube, my dad literally has been, like, watching YouTube videos. Shout out, Dad. I don't know if you're watching right now. But, like, I literally sent him, like, a YouTube video that was, like, baseball rules 101 like simple baseball rules i'm exposing his ass right now papa hog um i don't know neither of my parents are big sports fans um i just always watch sports since like a super young age and i um what's up renee how you doing my man you doing well and i just uh Let's get some shout-outs, Papa Hogs, in the chat, huh? 
I did not play baseball growing up. I just love the game. I, I love sports. Guys, I, I, again, I, I'll say it one more time, chat. I love sports so much to the point where it doesn't even understand. I cannot even describe it to you guys. It's literally my life. It's drugs to me. I don't know why I love sports so much. I don't know why I love this team so much. I don't know why I love talking about so much sports. Like, it's literally, it's literally crack for me. Um, and it is what it is. I know I'm annoying sometimes, chat. I know I'm emotional. I know I'm an up and down roller coaster, but I'm happy that I'm able to be a resource and a community leader for all of us to talk about this insane team, this starving city, a big time championship run. Because this city of San Diego, I think this is what makes this community more interesting is that, you know, we've never had a championship team here in San Diego, whether that's the Chargers before they left, you know, whether, you know, now it's being the San Diego Padres, we, we've never had a championship team. And it's, uh, I don't bet anymore, Ron, but you should go to betonline.ag if you're trying to. Your number one source for all betting needs. Let them know how I sent you. Um, I love sports. It's my life. Um, so it's, uh, I appreciate you guys allowing me to be kind of a mouthpiece for y'all. I know a lot of y'all don't support the Chargers anymore. Listen, I want to get into that. A lot of people comment on my Chargers video saying, hog, like, fuck you, whatever. Like, listen, I'm a fan of the players. I'm not a fan of the ownership. And it's just not like as simple as y'all liking the team and them leaving and then everyone's just like, oh my God, I hate them. It's not that easy for me. I tried to leave the Chargers. I literally tried. I couldn't. My heart would not allow me to. And you know what? I'm happy I didn't. You want to know why, chat? You want to know why, chat? Because now, because now we have hosts like Sean Merriman coming on the show. We have guys, I have my own show with Lorenzo Neal now. I'm doing things with Sean Merriman now. Like I'm going to have LaDainian Tomlinson on the channel. I'm going to have Justin Herbert on the channel. Like, this is a dream come true, and I'm going to keep doing it, you know? Um, Justin says, with the $5 holler, what was your first sports hero? Who was your first sports hero? You know, that's a good question, man. Um, it, it was Kobe Bryant. Um, I know it's a very um, basic answer, but... You know, he was kind of like that guy for me. Obviously, you know about the mama mentality. But with Kobe, it was just one of those guys where, you know, and you know, the late great Kobe Bryant, God God bless his soul, where, you know, he'd be, if his whole team was struggling and if every time his team seemed down and out, you give the ball to that guy and he would just make it happen. Some of the shit he did was so unexplainable, it literally drew my eyes more and more to sport. And it, uh, it was unbelievable. It, it, it was either him or Ladanian Tomlinson. It was, it was either him or LaDainian Tomlinson. I've never seen a better running back in terms of combo of power, speed, agility, quickness, and swagger like LaDainian Tomlinson. And I was able to grow up watching him at the queue. My dad used to work for a pretty big telecommunications company. We'd be able to go to Qualcomm State and was able to go to some big-time playoff games. Marlon McCree ugh, was able to see some big, big-time playoff wins, though. Unfortunately, I also had to see Nate Kading. Why not hog? You're living the ultimate fan's dream. But you know one thing, Alex, too? You know, here's one thing, and I'm not trying to sound cocky. And again, I know we're not really talking about the Padre game anymore, but I love to chat with y'all a little bit about sports and kind of my background here. Um, my hero's Austin Nola. It's not just like Alex. It's not just like it's my like a fan's dream. Like, not from an arrogant standpoint, but I, I truly feel like I belong. 
Like, I feel like I belong in this industry. I feel like I belong in this space. I feel like I belong talking to these guys, interviewing them, not only just interviewing them, but partaking in some of these discussions with them, because I feel like I have a lot to give in terms of my fandom, but my knowledge of sport and understanding the game that is able to paint a picture to a listener that makes it enjoyable. Um, and it's not just that it's fandom. I feel like I belong. And I feel like that I'm able to um, inspire others by doing this as well. So it's uh, it, it's awesome. Kobe is a legit answer. My longtime best friend beat me to get a poster of him at, at school book fair. Um, in all seriousness, though, I do want to get to a, a, a very serious point about the San Diego Padres. You guys want to know my sports hero? Here's my sports hero. I, you know, I used to grow up watching this guy. You know, I flew to Santo Domingo when I was 10 years old and watched him play ball. And, you know, you guys are going to laugh, but <laughs> like Sergio Alcantara is, is everything to me from a sports standpoint. You know, waking up every Sunday morning, my dad's making scrambled eggs for breakfast. My mom's saying, how you doing, honey? I'm like, guys, I love you, but shut the fuck up. I got to go watch Sergio Alcantara. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. And, <laughs> and... That's my sports hero. The 5'9", buck 51 product out of Santo Domingo. The minus .9 war player. People ask Hog, why do you cover sports? People ask Hog, why do you cover baseball? And, and, you know, I'm not trying to be funny. You know, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm trying to be honest with you. It's because of one player and one player only. And it's Sergio Alcantara. The grit, the moxie, the demeanor he plays with himself, the chip on his shoulder, always being counted out. A career 188 hitter at the major league level. Seven career home runs. A career negative .7 war player is what makes me get out of bed every morning and helps me understand why I love this game at such a granular level. In addition to this, I completely understand why the front office continues to keep him on this baseball team. It makes 100% sense. They need to start playing him every day. I think they should be playing him over Fernando once Tatis comes back. And for y'all who are going to say, ha, 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 and be like, ha, you're crazy, I think you're crazy. Sergio Alcantara, my sports hero growing up. All right, where were we? <laughs> Ken Griffey's a good one. One more thing. We want Kim to get benched since he's struggling, but no one can replace him. Um, there is actually, Annabella, one player, all jokes aside, who could replace ha Sun Kim. Who could? And that player is my sports hero, Sergio Alcantara. <laughs> I'm, I'm having too much fun with this. <laughs> I'm having way too much fun with this. Do y'all see how I get the voice? Do y'all see how I get the voice like going all like... Sergio Alcantara. <laughs> um, no, honestly though, chat, like, 
I don't know what they're going to do about Kim because I don't know how much longer they can actually play this guy. I don't know how much longer they can play this guy. I'm going to show you guys a game right now. And, 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 and this is Haas on Kim. Okay. It's literally just nonstop. That's his swing. Okay. That's Haas on Kim's swing. Whoopow. 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 Let me see how. Whoopow. 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 The dude is literally fruit ninjing the shit out of the baseball. And I don't know what they're going to have to do. I don't know what they're going to do. I'm serious. I'm serious. It's literally, if you guys actually look at his swing, he swings it like a samurai because his hands are super slow. His swing lets way too long. He tries to torque it back and he tries to elevate the ball. That's not the answer. So listen, at the end of the day, we don't really have any more options. We don't really have any more options. So it'll be interesting to see kind of what the team does um, with him. But I don't know. I don't know. Any other final questions from stream tonight, chat? Any other final questions? Final round. Great stream nonetheless, chat. Big win tonight. Birdar boat broke Quim, uh, Kim's swing. What about Damien Easley? Did he fix all the Diamondback swings, though? You know, I never really like when they calling you Abrams. HSK good trade piece in the future. Eh, eh. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know about that. I just went up there trying to slice the ball. I know, right? Still didn't hear from Ryan Flaherty, which was interesting. Because he told Dennis Lynn that they didn't get it. They got an update on the Tatis, but we never heard from him post-game, which was really weird. Here's Eric Hosmer discussing the Padres offense and if he was aware the Padres were to share first place tonight. I've been doing a really good job of setting the tone, setting the table for all of us. So uh, Manny's obviously been doing what he's done. Luke's been real hot lately, so it's on uh, the rest of us to pick it up a little bit now. Did you know that you moved in the first place? No, did not know that. So you're not watching the standings in June? That's good. They're not watching the standings. <laughs> is, is any of that, especially after what happened last year, you guys are cognizant there's 100 games to go and you've got to keep it up? Yeah, we certainly know the, you know the significance of each game, but at the same time, I think it's just uh, just worried about us more than anything, worried about the way we play the game, worried about what we're doing on the field and all that stuff. And, you know, if we uh, you know, stick to the stuff that we're good at, we believe that we'll be on top of those standings at the end of the year. How amazing is it? what your pitching keeps doing. Your starting pitching just keeps putting you in games. Yeah, it's one after another. It's uh, It's been really fun to watch those guys mesh. This team truly believes they can win the division. Together to feed off Listen each other. Eric and, um, he's been throwing the ball really well lately, and tonight was a big game there. And You can see the emotion in that last inning when he came out. It was a great outing from him. Eric, a little bit different kind of weather before the game tonight. Uh, any thoughts on that? I mean, you don't normally hear sirens like that at the ballpark. By the way, Chad, I'm pretty disappointed in y'all for not joining the San Diego Padres Hogwash Discord. What are we doing? 
Let's join the San Diego Padres Hogwatch Discord. I put the link pinned on top of the chat. Follow me on Instagram at the Hogwatch. Follow me on Twitter. We're listening to Eric Hosmer. Yeah, we're not used to the bad weather. You guys know that. But um, just all part of it. I think we all kind of had a heads up coming in that there was going to be some storms. So we might be a little delayed or something might happen. So uh, we were certainly prepared for it. We waited around. And uh, you know, this is a nice locker room to wait around for a little delay. So the guys stayed ready. And uh, just glad we got it in. From his perspective, how unique is it? Special is it what you can do with as many different yeah, I mean, he's got balls that uh, he can go east and west with it. He can go north and south with all of his pitches. So it's really hard to create a plan against him because he has so many pitches that move so many different ways. So uh, it's kind of a nightmare as a hitter. Eric, Manny's one hit away from 1,500. How impressive is that? Just showing how hard that 1,500 is. 1,500 Manny. And what do you think has gone to him at this point? Um, you know, I think Manny does so much off the field, so much work on his body to get himself ready for a full season. So I think that's a testament to that. Um, you know, he's played pretty much 160 games pretty much uh, you know, every year of his career outside of his injuries. So uh, it's a testament to all the hard work he puts in off the field. One hit away. So another quick update chat. Again, we are missing Mike Clevenger. We're missing Ryan Christensen. We're missing Adrian Morahone. We're missing Bob Melvin, all due to COVID-19. Listen, if you're home right now, if you're going out a lot, be careful, right? COVID's coming around. I'm not going to be your doctor, but it's going back around again, and that's starting to affect the baseball team. We just heard from Eric Cosmer on the San Diego Padres Hogwatch postgame show. How are you guys liking the later streams today? Are you guys liking we're almost going to do a two-hour stream today? And that's why my sports heroes, Sergio Alcantara. Okay, anyways, um, yeah, so it, it's really going to be interesting to see kind of when those guys come back. Alex says, W stream, man, I'm telling y'all. Uh, it's not donations. It's not memberships that drive me to do this shit. I mean, it's, you know, I'm doing this because I love it. I love talking to y'all. Yes, Dylan, I'm working on it. I'm, I'm working on it. Um, it, it, it. It's crazy, though. Sergio Alcan. It's crazy, though, because Machado's a hit away from 1,500. And this guy's not even 30 years old yet. Think about this. Manny Machado turns 30 years old. On July 6th, okay? So he turns 30 in less than a month. And he's going to have halfway through 3,000 before his 30th birthday. I wonder how many baseball players have had 1,500 hits before their 30th birthday. If any of one of y'all can get a... If any of y'all can find it, let me know. Haas did get a big hit tonight. Absolutely, Renee. He had a huge hit tonight. Um, one of his bigger hits in a while. I mean, Eric Hosmer's really struggled. Really, really struggled. Again, here was, here was some Haas insurance. Hosmer lines it into right center. game. Hosmer lines it into right center field. That'll get a couple of runs home, and that'll be extra bases. As and, and, it and that was about it. Once Hosmer did that, that was about it for the San Diego Padres. Lynn, when are you releasing your merch, Hog? I, I'm, waiting, I'm waiting to receive samples. I'm, I'm waiting to receive samples. Um, just so I can confirm that the texture's good. Everything's done in terms of design. I am waiting to receive samples at my doorstep because I don't want to sell something without me feeling it. Because um, if the quality's shitty, I'm going to be disappointed. Again, I could have easily dropped merch a month ago and put my logo on front and be done and that would be it. But I want it to look clean. I want it to look clean. So because of that, I've been putting some time into it, and I promise you it's going to be high, high quality so that we can all enjoy it. Now, what I'm probably going to do with the merch is I'm probably just going to do like a one-week pre-sale. Um, and that's it. I'm just going to drop it, like a very limited time. 
So get your merch. By the way, if you are a Hogwatch member, um, you have eligibilities to um, have discounts on merchandise. Brad, I can vouch that this merch is fire and I'm 100% not biased. Brad, shout out Brad, who's a rookie hog, not only helped me with a lot of the things with the hog watch membership, the dude helped a ton with the merchandise. So chat, can we get some W's for Brad in the mother effing chat for his awesome help? And you know, I'm already sending him one on the house for all his help. Um, guys, the shit looks so fire. I'm telling you, this shit looks so fire. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Now, by the way, this is seriously the last call. Seriously, the last call on the Chrismat giveaway. We have 108 retweets. I have to check Instagram too, but we're probably going to have about 100 members in this contest. So you have a one out of 100 chance to win a Chrismat jersey for free. It takes two seconds to enter. Get it done. Why does everyone hate Machado so much? Because people hate greatness. When people start to succeed, jealousy, envy is the immediate response in the human you know, chemical engineering of their brain to try and bring somebody down. A lot of people hate LeBron James because he's great. A lot of people hate Manny Machado because he's great. Now, of course, he has a little bit of a history of being a dirty player, but he hasn't been in his time in San Diego, right? A lot of people hate Tom Brady because he's great. That's what it is when it comes to sport. Yes, Machado has a little bit of a dirty past. Machado had stepped on Jesus Aguilar in the Brewers, Dodgers, NLCS. But besides that, I mean, it's because he's just really effing good. We hate Mookie Betts, absolutely, because he's just really effing good. He's probably right now the National League MVP. It was one bang-bang play that really makes people hate him. All right, chat. That's going to be it for me. That's going to be it for me. The Padres win in Chicago. Uh-oh. That's not good. What did I do? The Padres win in Chicago on a warm, muggy, gross, bad weather night. They find themselves at 38 and 24. And I want to see a full round, and I mean a full round, of why not us's in the chat. This team continues to get it done. They continue to make noise. And they're doing all of this without Fernando Tatis Jr. They're doing all of this without Fernando Tatis Jr. It's incredible. This is our year. 
Jose, I have no idea what happened to Contreras and Darvish, but I'm doing the outro right now. But I really appreciate the $2 holla. This is our year. This is our time. No Fernando, no problem. And I'll say it one more time. This is our year. This is our time. No Fernando, no problem. Why not us? All right, stream. It's been your boy Hog, everybody. Have a blessed night. Sleep well. Tell your loved ones you love them. First place. Is that you? Is that you?